You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening, listeners. You are tuned in to Very Loose Women, live on Resonance 104.4 FM. Or maybe you're <laughs> listening on the podcast. I am Nikki. I'm very happy to be joined in the studio by Soy, Leo. Hi. And we've got Natasha today. Hi, Natasha. Hello. So we're back to sharing a celebration or frustration of the week. Who wants to go first? Soyla, I think you should I go first. I do apologise for the giggle. Um, <laughs> I, I thought that our jingle was a bit grainy and didn't realise the mic was on. <laughs> so, um, it, so it's never it's never the wrong time to say that the, the jingle is grainy. <laughs> I'm just so used to people dissing my beautiful jingle that sure. How why why not then? Why not why it's now? playing? Well, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm going to celebrate. Just I think driving. Um, I there was a. a a couple of weeks ago I mentioned driving and um, I'm improving very well and I, I love driving so much Amazing. I've never I just I thought I didn't think it would be something which I was like I love this I can't wait and I, I fantasize about driving my friends places <laughs> and like driving back from places and I did a thing where um, in my last lesson we went on the main road for the first time and I was like hit my, 30 miles an hour and I was like I'm chuffed so um, that's my celebration. Oh, amazing. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> Leo, how um, about you? So I kind of have two. One, okay, this is not a celebration, obviously, but a few weeks ago, I didn't mention it, I think, on air, but I started, like, um, fainting and feeling really dizzy, and I was like, something is very wrong. So I went for, like, blood tests and all of these things, and just on my way, literally, to Very Little Women, I went to the GP to say, like, oh, I never got the letter about my blood tests, and and they said, oh, yes, we received them. Everything's fine. You're completely normal in all of the things that you were tested for. So I'm like, this is so great. <laughs> um, uh, and in the meantime, I went to get my eyes checked. And one of my, like, prescriptions has changed quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was getting all the headaches and everything was spinning. was because oh. I couldn't see stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, um, yeah, it's nice to know that there's, like, a really superficial and quite easily changeable <laughs> solution to my medical issues. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is my girlfriend moved into my house. Previously, just her cat had moved in. You will all remember that. Um, <laughs> but now she's moved in. It's now our house. So we're living it's out cute. of, like, boxes everywhere. And the mattress is on the floor. So it's, like early days but um it's my house is undergoing this huge revamp and uh yeah so that's where i'm at with that congratulations yeah. thank you thank you very much natasha do you have anything for us i do um i got a wage increase hey but as it turns out it's only because the national living wage in london went up to 10 pound 55 and my boss was like we'll just round it up to 11 to make the math easier <laughs> so it's a positive but yeah Anyway. Congratulations. Nice. I love yeah, a wage increase. <laughs> love one of those. But everybody gets that in London. Yeah. yeah. Google it. Google it, guys. From Not April, though. Rights. April. You've got a while, but April. <laughs> well, mine is also a celebration. Um, I went to see my grandma, and she gave me a wonderful plant and it's so nice it almost looks like it's not real. You've seen my plant, haven't you? What kind of plant it looks is like it? Um Oh, why did you ask me that? I don't know the name of the plant. Can you it's describe just a plant. the plant? It's, it's green. green. <laughs> <laughs> it's green, but it has a bit of a red, red tinge to it. Okay. It's it's it have ah, lots of I leaves. I know that plant. Leaves. <laughs> green with a red tinge. It could only be one thing. <laughs> All the listeners know what I'm talking about, yeah, so don't worry. <laughs> 
Anyway, moving on from my, my plant life. Um, today, Natasha, who is my housemate and friend, is here to talk about her experience with borderline personality disorder, which is often known for short as BPD. So I had a look on the NHS website to see how they define BPD, and this is what it said. Borderline personality disorder is a disorder of mood and how a person interacts with others. It's the most commonly recognised board sorry, most commonly recognised personality disorder. The symptoms of BPD can be grouped into four main areas. Emotional instability, disturbed patterns of thinking or perception, impulsive behaviour, intense but unstable relationships with others. So, Natasha, first I wanted to ask you how you feel about that description. Do you feel like it's correct? And can you tell us more about how BPD affects your life? Um, I think... You know, it touches on points that are correct. I think BPD affects different people in different ways. So one um, one of those points might affect somebody more than the other. Um, I can relate probably to all four mm, on different levels. So impulsive behaviour, 100%. Um, emotional instability, yeah, it's it depends on the day. Like BPD, it's not an everyday occurrence. It, you're permanently living with it but you might not feel it every day. Um, so uh, how it affects me, yeah. So basically, yeah, it affects me in a way that I have to be generally aware of my mood, um, how I'm sort of perceived by others. So I, like I was talking earlier about it, that you are continuously acting. If you, are, if you know you have it, some people live with it and deal with it. Some people are continuously bombarded and it takes over their life. So you kind of just have to, in a way, I don't want to say get on with it, but you sort of get used to it. <laughs> so, Okay. So, yeah, when you first told me that you had BPD, I didn't really have much understanding of what it was, although I knew what it stood for. Um, I kind of thought it was similar to bipolar, and I think I'd be right to say that a lot of people don't really understand BPD. So I was going to ask Leo and Soy... Where would you rate your awareness and understanding of BPD? I thought I was pretty good, but just before the show, I said that BPD like was an acronym for bipolar disorder. So like clearly, <laughs> I've yeah, got I huge... told her off. Yeah, I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> like this is incorrect. I've got huge um, like holes in my knowledge of it. But um, I guess the the most amount of information that I have for uh, on BPD came from Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which is a Netflix series where um, I've read articles that have where the writer of the article say that they have um borderline personality disorder and that it it does reflect their experience so from those articles i'm taking that it is a quite a good description and what i quite liked about that show was that it starts off as um something where it's like quite flippant oh this person's doing some quite quirky things that are actually a bit illegal and then as the show progresses it's like no this is like a genuine mental health concern and how is she seeking help and how is her life affected by it but all what in, were like, the illegal things she was doing she like broke into someone's house uh as she chucked a rock at a window like there were a few there are a few things where you're like oh this crosses a line of something i wouldn't do and she's like quite uh, stalkerish towards another character um so there's like uh, and I don't, I'm not saying that those are part of, uh, sorry, oh gosh, just did it again, um, borderline personality <laughs> disorder. Um, but there are there are bits of her life where she um, is able to seek support and uh, and I thought the show was really good in reflecting that. Yeah. I think my understanding of it was 
um, incredibly limited. Um, I'm aware that it is uh, something, but beyond that, I don't know. Um, did you have to Google it before I came on? I did. I did. You did. I did. <laughs> I think I wanted to feel like I had a, a vague awareness of what it was. No, no, I don't mean that in a bad um, way. I mean, no, this course. is what people have to do now with mental illness. They, mm. like, everyone sort of understands generalized illnesses and what they are and what contributes to them. But then when you sort of talk about mental illness, they're like, "Oh, BPT, what's that?" And they actually have to Google it to understand mm. what it is. The whole main reason I'm on this show is to like, you know, be a voice for people that maybe are sort of too afraid to talk about it Mm -hmm. because you know mental illness is an you know now not an everyday thing it's always been an everyday thing but it's now being more accepted Uh, you know you see the adverts on channel four about Mm. mental illness and things so uh, you know people shouldn't be ashamed of saying i have this and not be looked at differently so yeah and i think can i butt in here if you can hear fireworks going off on the background this show (laughs) was recorded on the 7th of november i I believe it's happy diwani should we be saying oh really yeah oh Oh, thanks for thanks for telling me (laughs) to our listeners um and as that uh, as an interlude um into um i do think that when we talk about mental health a lot of it focuses on stress depression anxiety and um a lot less on other uh, on the on the ver- on the variation of um different things that people go through so um yeah i did have to google it so and also <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on to, yes, of course. to speak about this You're we're very, very grateful that you are willing to talk about it on on air yeah it's great to have you on um so i wanted to ask you whether you could tell us a bit more about how your experience of bpd has intersected with other issues for example drug use and anxiety and anything else sure um i first got diagnosed when I was 26. Um, uh, BPD usually sort of is developed from sort of trauma in your early sort of childhood to, and it comes out in your early adolescence into adulthood. Um, so, so yeah, I got diagnosed at 26. I um, was on medication, which uh, I can't remember the name of it, but bleached my brain basically. So I won't lie. I became addicted to cocaine, um, which sort of destroyed my life in many, many reasons. But when I sort of for various stints of hospital in and out through sort of crisis as they call it I hate to use the term crisis of sort of utter despair and not feeling well and then getting this finally getting a diagnosis from a proper doctor and it sort of it put things in perspective when I knew like what this meant I have to admit actually I put the letter in the drawer for about six months and then I was like then I read it (laughs) and I was like oh yes it's like a tick list of my life so Mm. that gave me a lot of clarity and you know I thought okay I have this problem I have this I um I suffer from anxiety I suffer I drink probably too much um I no longer take drugs um which was a big thing to overcome but that was only because I was taking medication I don't think was suited to me you tend to go into the doctor and the quick fixes they give you something to make you better which if they'd actually read the small print the worst thing to give um, antidepressants to someone who suffers from BPD that's the worst thing to do basically because you'll have a tendency to have um, addictions to alcohol to drugs to impulses you know shopping you know bad sexual choices Um, so you know sometimes I think they try to do their best but they fail because you are don't want to say the word cattle but you have a Mm. 10 minute slot of an appointment and that's it the next you know next kind of thing um so when I got the diagnosis properly when I was referred to a proper 
person, it really helped. And it made, I stopped taking medication from the help of an ex. He was like, I don't think you should be taking this. Hats off to him. Um, and I felt better. I had clarity. I didn't feel bleached. I had, I could feel again. Obviously, it still felt pretty crappy. BPD isn't a fucking fun. Sorry, swearing. Um, but I was aware of what I was doing, what I was saying. To, to an extent, sometimes you sort of become a bit foggy, but it was helpful. I'm getting sidetracked. I've got the question. No, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that it was helpful for you to get that diagnosis of BPD. And I actually wanted to ask whether, Soy or Leo, you had any experience of kind of having a diagnosis or just having something about your mental health or well-being explained to you that kind of helped you more to understand yourself and whether that was something that was good or bad? Um, I think for me, um, I was diagnosed with depression um, when I was, I think I was 18. And um, I, it, again, I felt like very much with the 10-minute appointment, oh, come back, let's do the survey, are you um, going, are you feeling low? And I'm like, well, yes. Okay, we'll come back in two weeks. We'll do the same survey. If it's the same answer, then you're depressed, antidepressants. And I think at the time, I didn't fully understand what depression was. I didn't fully know kind of the ways in which, what was the trigger for feeling very low or or how to kind of feel like I was getting better. Um and antidepressants work fantastically for some people. For me, I felt like I, 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 I don't think that it helped me so much. Um, therapy is what helped me. Um, and I think it was after actually going to therapy where I started to learn more about what depression was and how to deal with it and how to um, help myself kind of feel better and understand that... I don't need to feel ashamed for feeling a certain way. And um, I first went in and I was very much like, oh, I feel sad and I feel like I have no reason to feel sad um, and I shouldn't be feeling like this. And just being able to say, actually, no, how you feel is how you feel and you need to embrace that however it is because pushing it and suppressing it is what makes you worse. So I was like, yes, okay, that helps the clarity. So I don't think the diagnosis helped me, but the process of going through getting better helped me. Okay, that's really interesting. How about you, Leo? Um, mine's a, a little bit more flippant, I guess. Um, but I was diagnosed celiac uh, after when I was um, fourteen or fifteen. I was sort of chronically underweight as a kid, and uh, and it got to the point where I was like falling asleep in class and. Um, I I was and and then I had like uh, I think three months was it? I, it it's blurry in my mind of just like not retaining any food, um, both ends. Um, so um, nice. so when I did get the yeah you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> when I did get the the diagnosis, um, sort of from one day to the next, I started digesting food better. And so that wasn't physiologically related. That was just in the mindset of like. Because other doctors have said, oh, it's stress. It's like you're not eating the right food. Try to try like sticking to this very strict diet. Uh, and I tried all these things. I'm like, I'm still like, I still can't digest any food. Like, it's not working. Um, and so just saying, like, just don't eat wheat. Like, it seems so big to most people. Uh, wheat, rye, barley, oats. Obviously, it's more expensive. Um, but the main thing is wheat. Like, it was. It was like none of this is my fault. Like, it's mm -hmm. just my body. It's such a simple fix, and that was such a big relief. 
Um, and then when I went to a counsellor during my uh, master's degree, and she mentioned that a lot of the sort of avoidance techniques that I had might be linked to anxiety. I was like, again, like, this isn't me. This is like a thing that I have that mm. I don't need to sort of, I need to work around. But like, once you know that, you can like start dealing with it. So both times, like I find labels and diagnoses like very helpful, I think. Okay. So it was interesting, um, Soy, you were talking about how therapy was really helpful to mm. you. Um, and I wanted to ask you, Natasha, what what's been helpful to you in managing BPD and what hasn't been helpful? Uh, so obviously being diagnosed was helpful because I could understand the, what the symptoms were. Um, what hasn't been helpful is like uh, when you try to seek help from various like NHS sort of things um, that they won't see you because you might happen to drink over nine units of alcohol a week, <laughs> which FYI yeah. is a bottle and a half, which I'm pretty sure, guys, on a night out, you might have indulged a little, but for a week. So they're like, no, I'm sorry, we can't see you. So I'm oh, wow, slightly little like dance monkey. You're, I have to go to um, speak to an alcohol person about drinking alcohol but um bpd is directly linked to um addiction anyway so it's quite common that people take drugs which i know we don't do but and drink alcohol so i sort of was like well if i can get a grip on managing the you know bpd like then surely i can understand you know get a grip on the alcohol but they want me to do the reverse and i don't know i just feel they make it really difficult i guess the wider question is kind of like how do you manage BPD in your everyday life what kind of techniques do you use um obviously talking about it I found is, is helpful because obviously living with people to sort of know that you might not act the way every sort of average person does um you might have bad days good days and sometimes you might act in a way that seems a bit inappropriate or a bit brash or you might get angry out it's just something a bit silly but if they know that you're it's not you being malicious or nasty is helpful and obviously if you sort of are feeling a bit bad but you know you sort of feel like you might be going into that term that the NHS uses crisis then they can be there for you to help you through it so that kind of thing. So Soy and Leo do you have anything to add about how you've managed your mental health and how the way you've managed it has maybe changed over time? How it's changed I think my attitude towards my own uh but towards like taking care of myself has changed a lot um so i think i don't know i was quite a quite a weird it's <laughs> quite a weird 20 year old um and uh i had this um i had this sort of approach to how i was feeling what i still kind of do that of ignoring everything um but on top of that it was like well if i'm not like doing well let's say my studies or the thing that i was at the time being competitive about uh then it was like that that's on you you have to just try harder and it's just like throughout my 20s i very gradually and painstakingly noticed that this was not a way to live <laughs> <laughs> and it is not pleasant at all um just kind of taking the heat off and saying and part of that is a lot deeper and saying like well who am i and what do i want um so that's like, I didn't mean for this to become existential, but I guess with, <laughs> with things like mental health, it, it is because it, yeah. it is about your existence, like, um, uh, and how sort of you behave, I guess, and are. Um, so, yeah, my in terms of 
sort of things, my approach to happiness or, you know, am I enjoying this day or not is now very, very important and a lot more important than it was in my early 20s because I'm less sort of, I'm still, I guess, still quite goal-oriented, but but it's more also one of my goals is to enjoy the moment. Mm. Like, if I'm not doing that, then I've got to ask myself, like, is this what I should be doing Um, and reassess sort of the path that I'm on. And I do that very regularly, I think. Yeah. I think um, I mean it's definitely changed so I when I was first diagnosed and I went through all these different things and I saw maybe three or four different therapists because it just wasn't like one wasn't working and then one was like let's talk about your childhood and I was like I feel like this isn't helping with the now Um, and so I went through lots of different things now I don't go into that now I'm not in therapy um, but I feel like um, maybe I should go back and just explore that for um, however long I need to. Um, but outside of that, there have been little other, other little things. Um, sometimes, you know, I can be very unforgiving towards myself and I can use language which um, is not very, I don't know what's the word, but I put myself down a lot and it's very, dis- so, when, sometimes I have to be like, look, this is what you're doing you can forgive yourself um so managing in that way but then there's other little things so I think um like writing in a little journal helped me manage particularly stressful feelings um doing other little things which I was like okay um this is nice I might cook this really nice meal that I like or I might um, do something else which is self-caring but not in a, you know, let's go and have a spa kind of thing (laughs) Um, because not everyone can do that. Um, Yeah, or enjoys it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's lots of little things, I think, to help me manage. Um, I find that I have to be very organised in terms of my time um, because if I've got nothing to do all day and I'm like, what am I going to do today? And then that leads me on this path. So knowing you know what leads me recognizing habits i'm still i'm still in that phase like i know that if i don't leave the house i will get anxiety like it's sort of cause and effect and yet there's still days where i'm like i just don't feel like going outside um but it's like i know this is gonna be bad for me so i really should leave the house right now Mm. and just doing things like um in during weekends i had the tendency to lie in all day and i was like i want to change this so i'm gonna book a 9am yoga class and then that makes me go because I've made the commitment and I don't want to let anyone down and I think well it's not a big deal if you miss a yoga class but I feel like then it becomes something which I'm doing for myself and adds to that whole sense of self-care if you like. Yeah that reminds me actually I don't know if you um I don't know if this is something that's necessarily helped you with your BPD but um Natasha is fantastic hula hooper Um, And I don't know if like that, not just that, but like um, that and other kind of hobbies and things that you do with your time. Have those also been relevant to helping you manage BPD? Um, Yes, actually, I think, I mean, dance generally and music is a massive sort of endorphin if you're exercising. Mm. Um, I hate the gym. I find it really tedious and boring. But um, yeah, so I do hula hooping. I've done it for about two years. And it's just, you know, it's a good way to just sort of escape and sort of do something a bit different and yeah I try other bits and bobs aerial hoop belly dance skating so (laughs) So all these kind of things to kind of like shake off the anxiety that you get you Mm. get quite bad anxiety with BPD um and it's trying to keep active and try to sort of escape 
feeling bad, really. Do things that make you happy and good things that make you happy. Yeah, and ethos for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking that. I I mean, that that is so relevant to all people's lives and, you know, for happy relationships with people and uh, happy day-to-day living to find things that you enjoy and keep doing them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Except if it harms anyone. Yes, unless Which hula hooping sometimes going into John Stuart Mill here. <laughs> I've had a black eye or two, but yeah, you know, it's still good fun. <laughs> I've had a hoop coming scarily yeah, close yeah. to my face. I have but sorry, but that's that. fine. <laughs> I think we need um, to wrap. Yeah, up. we need to wrap up. Thank you, Natasha. Thank, thank you, you, Soy. Thank yeah, you, Leo. No, thank you. You've been listening to Very Loose Women live on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM. Our podcast is acast.com/slash/verylosewomen, and we're on Apple and Google Podcast apps as well. Um, listen to our archive and don't forget to subscribe to never miss an episode mm. this episode was produced by me Nikki and co-produced by Soy and Leo audio engineering was done by Leo thank you everyone thank you so much Yay.